He's gonna go! He's at the 50! He's at the 40! He's at the 30! School's out! This is Troy Calhoun, head coach of the Air Force Academy. This is Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Catches! Foot in! Touchdown! This is Jeff Tedford. This is Mike Bobo. Fakes it, now has a blocker, runs out toward the right side, tries to dive for the pylon! This is Bob Davey. This is Matt Wells. This is Craig Bull, head coach of the University of Wyoming. Looks, throws, end zone, touchdown! This is Nick Rulovich. This is Jay Norvell, head coach at the University of Nevada. This is Rocky Long. He's got a receiver across the middle, fighting for the end zone. Oh, man. This is Brent Brennan. This is Tony Sanchez. He's to the goal line, and he's in for six. This is Craig Thompson, commissioner of the Mountain West. And you're listening to... You are listening to... And you are listening to This Week in the Mountain West. Here we go. Welcome into the Week 13 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host, Nate Kreckman. One week of games to go, but it's already set. Boise State and Fresno State in the 2017 Mountain West Football Championship game on Saturday, December 2nd at 5.45 p.m. Mountain. That's 4.45 Pacific Time on ESPN. Fresno State clinching the West Division by virtue of their 13-7 win at Wyoming last Saturday while Boise State captured the mountain by virtue of that Wyoming loss. The Broncos would go on to beat Air Force 44-19 later Saturday night to improve to 7-0 in conference and 9-2 overall. Fresno State 8-3 on the year with a 6-1 mark in the Mountain West. The game will be played on December 2nd at the home site of the divisional champion with the highest CFP ranking or composite computer ranking. That's likely to be Boise State as they're ranked at number 23 in the latest college football playoff rankings. Though nothing is certain with the Broncos playing at Fresno State this Saturday afternoon. That's right, Boise State and Fresno State will play each other in back-to-back weeks. It's the first time this has ever happened in Mountain West history. Tickets for the Mountain West Football Championship will be made available through both the Boise State and Fresno State ticket offices. Now, in addition to that number 23 ranking for Boise State in the CFP, the Broncos also at number 25 in the AP and 24 in the coaches poll. San Diego State and Fresno State each receiving votes in both the AP and coaches polls. That's it for the rankings. What about bowl eligibility? Utah State's 38-0 win over Hawaii on Saturday was the Aggies' sixth win of the season, making them bowl eligible for the sixth time in the last seven years. Utah State joins Boise State, Wyoming, Colorado State, Fresno State, and San Diego State as bowl-eligible teams in the Mountain West. UNLV goes into Week 13 with five wins on the year, so the Rebels needing a win Saturday at Nevada to gain bowl eligibility. Coming up on this week's show, we'll recap Week 12 around the Mountain West and look ahead to Week 13, plus the early signing period coming up December 20th to 22nd has had ripple effects all over this most recent college football recruiting cycle. Alan True of Scout.com joins the show to tell us how it's impacting the Mountain West. It's the Week 13 edition of This Week in the Mountain West, and you have it here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Matt Wells, head football coach of the Utah State Aggies. We'll be right back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. 
be there when an incredible college basketball season becomes absolute madness. Don't miss the 2018 Mountain West Men's and Women's Basketball Championships, March 5th through the 10th in Las Vegas. The only way to experience the madness is to be there. Get tickets now at your favorite team's athletic ticket office or visit the MW.com slash 2018. The Mountain West Men's and Women's Basketball Championships. Experience the madness. It's a season-long quest for a reward that's as big as a mountain. Bangs his way into the end zone. Touchdown. 12 teams chasing one goal. The 2017 Mountain West Football Championship. It'll be decided December 2nd, and the game could be coming to your city. Throws it over the middle, and the pass intercepted. Bragging rights and conference supremacy are on the line, and you won't want to miss it. Follow your team's pursuit of the championship all season long by visiting themw.com. The next big play is just a click away on the Mountain West Network. Join me, Jesse Kurtz, for the latest insight, analysis, and live game action you won't find anywhere else. Catch over 1,500 events for free in HD on the only network that lets you watch any team, anytime, on any device. Go to the MW.com today and get your game on with the Mountain West Network. There's a force in the West. An attitude unlike any other. A belief that says, let's do this. A shared commitment to academics, leadership, and community service. A bond uniting 12 teams in history, rivalry, and competition. There is a force in the West. We call it the Mountain West. The Mountain West, champions in life. To find out more, visit us at themw.com. This is Tony Sanchez, head coach of the UNLV Rebels. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Recapping Week 12 around the Mountain West, some incredible individual performances around the conference. Let's start last Friday night, UNLV at New Mexico. Rebels redshirt freshman quarterback Armani Rogers sets a school rushing record for quarterbacks with 193 yards on the ground, highlighted by this 83-yard scoring run just before halftime. Armani Rogers wants to throw. He's going to run, though. Quarterback draw up the middle. He's got some room. 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. He's got room. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. He's at the 10. Touchdown, Rebels! Armani Rogers. Are you kidding me? 83 yards. Russ Langer with the call on ESPN 1100 in Las Vegas. Rodgers with 404 yards of total offense, including this dime with 25 seconds left to Kendall Keys to give UNLV the much-needed win. Four wide receivers, three to the far side. Rodgers, a quick drop, throwing for the end zone. He's got a man open, and the pass is caught for a touchdown. The Rebels have scored a touchdown to retake the lead. Kendall Keys caught the touchdown pass, and he caught it with 25 seconds left. UNLV wins it 38-35 to get to 5-6 and six on the year. Rodgers, your Mountain West Offensive Player of the Week. Saturday, San Diego State, a 42-23 win at home against Nevada. Aztec senior running back Rashad Penny, the first FBS player since 1996 to register two rushing touchdowns, a kick return touchdown, and a punt return touchdown in a single game. Also against Nevada, Penny sets the Mountain West record for all-purpose yards in a single game with 429 total yards. Penny is the Walter Camp Offensive Player of the Week for the second 
time this season and the Mountain West Special Teams Player of the Week for the second time this season. He's 310 yards away from breaking the school rushing record set just last season by Donnell Pumphrey with 2,133 yards. Penny has two games to pass his former teammate. Fresno State is headed to the Mountain West Championship game after a 13-7 road win in the Elements at Wyoming to win the West Division outright. The Bulldogs will play in their third Mountain West Championship game in five years more than any other school in the conference. It cannot be stressed enough, Fresno State was 1-11 last season and has the best win improvement in the country here in 2017. For Wyoming, Josh Allen did not play Saturday because of a shoulder injury, but the junior was honored during Wyoming's Senior Day ceremony. After the game, his head coach Craig Bull said that Allen is set to graduate and is expected to enter the NFL draft. Allen's status remains a question mark for the season finale at San Jose State. Boise State stops a three-game losing streak against Air Force, beating the Falcons for the first time since 2013 by a score of 44-19. Air Force came into the game averaging 310 rushing yards per game, that mighty Boise State front seven, holding the Falcons to just 181 yards on the ground. Brett Rippon throws for 300 yards and three touchdowns. Over the last four games, Rippon averaging 287 passing yards a game with a total of 12 touchdowns to just one interception. They'll fake it to Madison. Ripping back to pass, going long to the right side. Has the receiver out there. That's A.J. Richardson. And he is going to go the distance for his first touchdown of his Bronco career. 87 yards to A.J. Richardson. And it's 9-0 Boise State. Bob Bieler with the call. Boise State, your 2017 Mountain Division champion. Utah State is bowl eligible. Aggies rushed for 311 yards on their way to a 38-0 home win over Hawaii. Wright's trying to get to the outside, and he does. First down and more. To the 40, to the 30. Will they catch him? No. 10-5, touchdown Utah State. Gerald Bright at running back takes it all the way to the house on a 44-yard touchdown run. Scott Garrard on the call from 1280 The Zone in Salt Lake City. Utah State now 6-5 with the road trip to Air Force coming up Saturday for Hawaii senior tailback Diosami St. Just 122 yards on 28 carries to go over 3,000 rushing yards for his career. And finally, from Week 12, Nick Stevens throws three more touchdown passes to increase his Mountain West leading total to 27 on the year. And Colorado State cruises 42-14 at home against San Jose State. Second and 14 from the 24-yard line. Stevens takes the shotgun snap, throws over the middle, has Johnson. Kind of bash marks at the 10 to the 5. He's in for the touchdown. A brilliant move at about the 15-yard line. And B.C. Johnson... It's his second touchdown catch of the season. It's 27-7. Brian Roth with the call courtesy of Learfield. CSU finishes the season at 7-5 overall and 5-3 in conference for a third-place finish in the Mountain Division. Who are the front runners for the Mountain West's 2017 Player of the Year honors? We'll tell you after these words from your local station. This is Brent Brennan, head coach of the San Jose State Spartans. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout.
This is Troy Calhoun, head coach of the Air Force Academy. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Taking a look at a few of the favorites in the Mountain West for postseason awards. We start with Offensive Player of the Year. Looks to be a two-horse race between San Diego State running back Rashawn Penny and Colorado State wideout Michael Gallup. Penny the leading rusher in the nation. Gallup the leading receiver in the country. Of course, the man throwing Gallup the ball, CSU quarterback Nick Stevens, leads the Mountain West in completions, passing yardage, touchdown passes, and passer rating, but he is not a finalist for Offensive Player of the Year. Rashad Penny also with a great opportunity to win Mountain West Special Teams Player of the Year for the third straight season. He's the only returner in the conference with three total touchdowns, two on kickoffs and one on a punt. Avery Williams of Boise State and Tyler Hall of Wyoming each have had two return touchdowns this season. Defensive Player of the Year could likely come from one of the top three defenses in the conference. The question is, Fresno State linebacker Jeffrey Allison, San Diego State cornerback Cameron Kelly, or Boise State's do-everything linebacker Leighton Vanderesh. Also, don't forget Utah State's Jalen Davis and his five interceptions. As for Coach of the Year, you have to think the voters will lean towards Jeff Tedford at Fresno State. First year back at his alma mater, and the Bulldogs go from 1-11 a season ago to West Division champions with a shot at the conference title coming up on December 2nd. We talk recruiting next here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Nick Rolovich, head coach of the University of Hawaii football. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. There's a force in the West, an attitude unlike any other, a belief that says, let's do this, a shared commitment to academics, leadership, and community service, a bond uniting 12 teams in history, rivalry, and competition. There is a force in the West. We call it the Mountain West. The Mountain West, champions in life. To find out more, visit us at themw.com. It's a season-long quest for a reward that's as big as a mountain. Bangs his way into the end zone. Touchdown. 12 teams chasing one goal. The 2017 Mountain West Football Championship. It'll be decided December 2nd, and the game could be coming to your city. Throws it over the middle, and the pass intercepted. Bragging rights and conference supremacy are on the line, and you won't want to miss it. Follow your team's pursuit of the championship all season long by visiting themw.com. In the Mountain West, sportsmanship meets winning with honor, but don't take our word for it. Sportsmanship is more than what goes on on the field. Good sportsmanship means being loud, but being courteous. Sportsmanship is enjoying the game and being respectful of other team's fans. And that goes for all officials, coaches, players, and mascots. Sportsmanship is making your parents and your coaches proud. It takes all of us working together to make a good game great. Sportsmanship, that's what it's all about. The Mountain West, champions in life. Be there when an incredible college basketball season becomes absolute madness. Don't miss the 2018 Mountain West Men's and Women's Basketball Championships. March 5th through the 10th in Las Vegas. The only way to experience the madness is to be there. Get tickets now at your favorite team's athletic ticket office or visit the MW.com slash 2018. The Mountain West Men's and Women's Basketball Championships. Experience the madness. This is Jeff Tetford, head football coach of the Fresno State Bulldogs. 
Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. The recruiting landscape in college football is dealing with a considerable change here in the 2017-18 recruiting cycle. The NCAA Board of Governors approved an early signing period coming up December 20th to the 22nd, which allows student-athletes the option to legally bind their collegiate commitment more than six weeks before the regular signing period opens on February 7th. How will this all play out, and how will this affect the Mountain West? Here to give us a few answers is Alan True of Scout.com. He's the Midwest Football Recruiting Manager for Scout. Alan, welcome to This Week in the Mountain West. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, Alan. We're in late November. We're about a month ahead of the early signing dates. How has the early signing period made this particular recruiting cycle different than in previous years? We're starting to find out right now because I think for most of the year, schools and recruits weren't sure uh, what to do yet. And now that we're getting closer and closer, those conversations are starting to be had. And I think that um, a lot of the, in the other years, January was this month where kids tried to fit in official visits. Um, schools started trying to evaluate kids that were maybe committed to other schools to try to flip them or start preparing backup options in case somebody didn't sign with them. Uh, I think what it's done is moved that period to what's about to happen in December. So I think it's moved the calendar up a month. I think uh, more kids are starting to figure out when they're going to sign and when they're not going to sign, especially with a lot of these kids starting to be done with their seasons. As these recruits get knocked out of the playoffs, they're now having to have these conversations conversations with coaches about when they're going to sign and for the most part the kids that I've talked to um, more often than not I think are going to sign in the early period. What is the month of December going to be like for the coaching staffs? What are these next few weeks going to look like for them some of which are getting ready for bowl games? How do they deal with this? I think they're going to find that maybe they were better off without the early signing (laughs) period because like you said in January when this happened last year or the year before they weren't preparing for bowl games. They were able to end their bowl season and then go out there and, and either protect some of their commitments or find some new kids that were maybe late onto the radar. Now they're going to have to do that in the next couple of weeks. I think I saw P.J. Fleck from Minnesota today say that uh, as soon as they're done with their game this weekend, he's going to get right on a plane and start recruiting. So it's going to make this upcoming season much busier for college coaches, and, and it remains to be seen exactly how this works out. But I think it could be an advantage for some of these schools who don't sneak into the bowl game. Uh, Minnesota is a good example. They're five and six. They may they have to win this weekend to be bowl eligible. If they if they aren't, their staff is going to really be able to spend the whole month of December recruiting while some of their conference foes may be prepping for a bowl game. Will this early signing period benefit Mountain West programs in avoiding February flips and losing commitments to higher resource programs? Yeah, you know, I, th- I think it's hard to say. Um, exactly across the board how it will affect i think i can say pretty safely that in general it will help them uh it will help them protect from schools that are trying to flip recruits late um on the other hand if you have a kid flip right before the early signing period um you may have less targets available to you in january if you're trying to fill spots and some of those uh players are committed so if you're trying to if you yourself are trying to flip other kids to fill spots uh, from your own commits that flips, there may be less available. So I'm interested to see what that landscape looks like and uh, how these schools go about filling some of those spots in January if a lot of these kids are already signed, sealed, and delivered. What's been the effect on high school seniors? Are you seeing players enduring more pressure during their senior seasons than in previous years? 
hasn't been a conversation that came up early. I think schools were careful about how to navigate this. So I don't think the pressure has been on these guys uh, for weeks and weeks or even months now. I think it's just starting right now. So I don't think it's going to change too much for them. Um, it's just, like I said, it's just going to move things really from January to December. I think what they, some of them do have to decide is for the few kids, I've spoken to a few kids who say, you know, I really want to sign on the traditional signing day, not because I'm having any second thoughts, but just because that's kind of the big day that's celebrated. That's what I've been planning on for four years. And some of the schools they're committed to are kind of thinking, well, if you don't sign in December, then we've got to protect you all the way through January. For, so for some of those kids who just wanted to save it for the actual national signing day, they may get pressured into signing earlier than they want it. We're talking to Alan True of Scout.com about the early signing period in college football coming up December 20th to 22nd. Alan, is this going to impact whether programs will consider coaching changes at season's end? You know, we've seen Tennessee and UCLA already make high-profile changes with their head coaches. Is some of this with the idea to get out ahead of the recruiting cycle to diminish uncertainty and not lose too many players to the early signing period? that may be a consideration just going off of past years when we've had some big coaching changes. A lot of those schools um, said that they didn't want to rush their coaching search. So in in other years you had schools let go of a coach now and still play with an interim into their bowl games and not even pick up a new coach until two weeks in January. And the thought behind that was we're not going to rush a coaching search for one recruiting class that uh, finding the right coach is more important for this program four or five years down the line than it is to save one recruiting class. So I think you're still going to see schools take their time. I, I don't think anybody's going to rush decisions on uh, coaching changes because of the early signing period, although in situations where you have a really good class put together, um, that may give them a, a little extra boost in speeding up the search. Alan, what's your best guess? From what you've seen, how many student-athletes are going to sign early and how many are going to wait until February? What's that ratio going to look like? My, my best guess is that it will be a majority, so over 50% from there. Um, I have a hard time zeroing in on exactly what that percentage may look like, but I expect it to be pretty well over 50 So. I have to choose a percentage, I would think somewhere in the 60 to 70 range, if not higher, may sign early because I don't think these kids really want to be dealing with this in January if they indeed already know where they're going to go. All right, Alan, last thing. San Diego State head coach Rocky Long has said his program will drop recruitment of kids that don't sign in the early period, giving a you're with us or not ultimatum. Do you think that's going to serve San Diego State well? I do, you know, I think, and I think a lot of other schools are going to end up taking that approach. And I've heard other schools uh, echo similar comments, either public, he said it publicly, but I've even heard this behind closed doors that other schools will consider kids who don't, who are verbally committed to them, but don't sign in the early period to not really be committed to them. You better have a really, really good reason if you're verbally committed to a school and you choose not to sign in December, because to a lot of coaches, that's a signal to them that you may be looking for something else to come through still. So I think a lot of schools are going to agree with Rocky Long on that stand. Guys, follow Alan True on Twitter at A-L-L-E-N-T-R-I-E-U. That's at Alan True. And read his recruiting coverage at scout.com. Alan, thank you so much for the time today. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me. We'll preview week 13 around the Mountain West when we return after these words from your local station. This is Craig Bull, head coach of the University of Wyoming. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout.
This is Bob Davey, head coach of the New Mexico Lobos. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. The Week 13 schedule in the Mountain West gets rolling Friday afternoon with New Mexico at San Diego State at 12.30 Pacific, 1.30 Mountain Time on CBS Sports Network. Aztecs at 9-2 of victory gives SDSU double-digit wins for the third consecutive season. Five games Saturday starting at noon Pacific time on AT&T Sports Network with UNLV at Nevada. This rivalry is, of course, the battle for the Fremont Cannon, but even more on the line for the Rebels, a win makes UNLV bowl eligible for the first time since 2013. Then at 12.30 Pacific, 1.30 Mountain, it's 23rd-ranked Boise State at Fresno State on CBS Sports Network in a preview of the 2017 Mountain West Football Championship game coming up on December 2nd. Both the Broncos and Bulldogs have already clinched their respective divisions. It will be the first time in Mountain West history two teams have met in back-to-back weeks, and we'll have to see how each coaching staff plays it on Saturday. Wyoming is at San Jose State at 2 p.m. Pacific, 3 o'clock Mountain in a game you can stream on ESPN3. Josh Allen's status with that shoulder injury remains uncertain going into this game for the Cowboys. Then it's 7 p.m. Mountain Time. That's 4 p.m. Hawaii Time. It's BYU at Hawaii on CBS Sports Network. The Mountain West 3-2 against former member BYU here in 2017. And we close it out at 8.15 Mountain Time Saturday night, Utah State at at Air Force on ESPN2 and the Watch ESPN app. The Aggies, 3-1 and one since going with redshirt freshman Jordan Love as the starter at quarterback. Colorado State is idle this week and won't play again until their bowl game. And that will do it for the Week 13 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. If you missed any of this show, you can listen on SoundCloud on the Mountain West Radio Network page on the MW.com. You can also download the show as a podcast on iTunes Stitcher or tune in and of course follow the Mountain West on Twitter at Mountain West and like the Mountain West Conference on Facebook. I'm Nate Crackman. have a great Thanksgiving and enjoy this final week of the regular season in the Mountain West. This is Craig Thompson, Commissioner of the Mountain West We'll talk to you next week right here right here, right here, right here on This Week in the Mountain West